Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Greetings and welcome to episode 287 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. What's up? Well, Barb, this is the first time we're talking to each other since... We went to Chicago to the DTG Symposium. Which, by the way, was amazing. Gotta say, it was probably one of the better meetings I've been to. Yeah. Great group of people. Beautiful facilities. That GC America building. Yep. I make the joke over and over that they must have built the thing yesterday, but man, was it nice. I tell you what, being a ceramist, you know me, like I am just stoked the whole meeting, the photographs, the speakers, the vibe, the people. Like, I just can't say enough positive things about it. And I know you feel the same way because we talked about it the whole time. Yeah. I actually, when we got back from the show, I texted you. I was like, maybe we should redo Monday's episode. <laughs> I, want to, I want to talk about how much I love this thing. I know. <laughs> but yeah, for those that don't know that GC America facility, it's like when you walk in the front door, you look straight up. Kind of yeah. like auditorium. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say bleachers, but that would do a disservice. I mean, they're big wooden steps that people can sit on, and yep. they project on this wall. And these presentation these people did were just outstanding. I mean, just some top notch work and just PowerPoint skills. Honestly, <laughs> I got my fix for a long time. Let me say, I came back to my bench and I'm doing all kinds of stuff this week. It was just so powerful. And we had some great seats, Just like a balcony was up around <laughs> and they put all the yep. vendors up there and we just sat there in comfy chairs and looked down and just had some of the the best views, I think, of the whole place. Yep. Agreed. And the recording was off the hook. We talked yeah. to so many people from all over the place. I mean, New York, Arizona, Brazil, UK. Remember those guys from New Zealand? I mean, yep. they came from all over the world to Allsip, Illinois. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I'm hoping, I think they do it every other year, but hopefully they'll do it again next year because we're there. Oh, for sure. Wouldn't miss it. What a great vibe. So Von Gro and all that group with DTG, well done. Well done. Absolutely. And look for those conversations coming out soon. Yeah. So this week, we got to talk to a great family doing great dental things. Well, you did. Yeah, what happened to you? Like five seconds into that whole conversation, you're just gone. I know. I couldn't text. I couldn't call. My computer, our whole IT are just, just shut down. So did you lose power or just like computer? Computer. Really? Phones, computers, Wi-Fi, everything. That's basically like losing power. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. And it wasn't hurricane-related. That's what I was no. going to ask, yeah, because every time you have a hiccup, I realize you're just getting hit by hurricanes. I'm in Florida. <laughs> well, we did miss you, but I still had a great conversation with a family that is that is so into dental that there's three dentists, one becoming a dentist, and one a technician that are all in the same practice. So Kelton Johnson reached out to us God, way back and said that he thought his family would be an interesting interview. So you see, Kelton is a dental technician, and he actually graduated from the New York City Tech with our friend Renata. Yay! Kelton is an in-office lab. The difference is his lab is in his family's office. His mom, Dr. Jill Morris, the cosmetic dentist, and her husband, Dr. Burr Backey, he's the surgeon, and they opened up world-class dentistry in sarasota florida right in my backyard is it really right in your backyard pretty much yeah, yeah. have you ever worked with this office no sir they have their own tech. yeah you're not Come good on. enough <laughs> <laughs> after an evening of celebrating their oldest son dr cameron johnson he decided to go to dental school and he actually specializes in ortho and airway the youngest, they both went to dental technology school. Now, the sister, Sydney Johnson, she's currently in school to become a dentist, while Kelton, well, he was smart and decided to stay a technician. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> they come on to talk about family dynamic, the treatment planning workflow, 
we learn a lot about ceramic implants, and I really nerd out on that. I bet you do. And what's next for this collection of dental superstars? So join us as we chat with Dr. Morris, Dr. Backey, Dr. Johnson, Sydney, and Kelton. Did you know that not all zirconia is the same? Zircad Prime Zirconia from Ivoclar is uniquely produced with gradient technology which allows two powders that normally center at different intervals to be combined into one material which centers uniformly. The manufacturing process not only optimizes the translucent properties, but it also creates a seamless progression of shade while maintaining optimal strength. Zircad Prime is now more affordable than ever and will give you the results your dentist will notice. I've seen it. It's true. Contact your local Ivoclar sales representative today to find out more about Prime and how Ivoclar can support your success. Tell them you heard it on the podcast and get a free Prime disc to try. Just use promo code 723. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Ivoclar. Whether you're looking to elevate your craftsmanship or looking to cut back on cost, look no further. Vita MFT teeth are the ultimate solution for creating lifelike and stunning smiles. Crafted with precision and backed by cutting edge technology, Vita MFT teeth offer unparalleled aesthetics and durability. And since Vita believes in the power of experiencing excellence firsthand, For a limited time only, they are offering you the chance to get a complimentary case sample. That's right, a full case, absolutely free. Just visit VitaNorthAmerica.com forward slash free MFT. Don't wait any longer to start providing your customers a premium tooth at an economy price. Redeem your free case sample, and if you're ready to buy... Vita will even give you an extra 10% off discount by shopping online on their newly launched online store. Join the Vita family today, and we appreciate your support of the podcast. Voices from the Bench The Interview just making sure everything's recording perfect so we're super excited today let's see if we can lay out this uh landscape we're about to do because we have a lot going on kelton johnson a dental technician reached out to barb and i wow back in april i think and said hey i got this family there's a lot of dental going on in this family And I think it's going to be a great conversation about the dynamic that goes on. So let's first start off saying, Kelton, welcome to the podcast. How are you, sir? Thank you, Elvis. I'm doing well. How are you and Barb? Doing great. This is a a big family. So you're a technician in a practice. The practice is owned by your parents, Dr. Burr Backey. Yep. Yep. Burr Backey and Dr. Jill Morris. How are you? <laughs> We're great, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. And then your siblings, Kelton. We have Dr. Cameron Johnson. Hello. Hello. How are you, sir? Doing well, yourself? Perfect. Great. And then soon-to-be doctor joining via the phone <laughs> recorded through a computer. I love this. Cindy Johnson. How are you? Good, good. Out in the uh, boonies of Florida. Oh, is that what the connection problem was? You're in the middle of, of the swamp or something? Yep. <laughs> so, with so much going on, I guess the best way to start is to find out who started this family dental problem. <laughs> How did it all come about? Well, uh, I'll talk. Okay. I'm the mother of these three children. Yep. I was an instructor at LVI in Las Vegas, and I taught full mouth rehabilitation. Wow. That's where I met Burbacki, my husband. Uh, We both taught full mouth rehab out there uh, at LVI. So he joined my practice, and we got married in 2004. 
And the kids, you know, they saw all the pretty teeth. They saw that we were traveling and mm-hmm. doing things. But I never encouraged them to go into dentistry because I wanted them to, uh, dentistry is a tough profession. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows it's, it's really, it's quite tough. And uh, I wanted them to choose their own way. So one night, I don't know, I think we were going to go celebrate something, a birthday or something. And the children were all old enough to have champagne. And we were sitting there and I looked at Cameron, my oldest, and I said, Cameron, you would have been a great dentist. And he said, Mom, I've always secretly wanted to be a dentist. So that night, he decided to go to dental school. And then... Of course, he's, at this point, he's three years into his his degree to get his finance degree. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, it's yeah, pretty he, easy to be talked out of finance. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, and then that same night, Kelton, who has a degree in music... Audio, audio music. He went to full sale here. In Wait Florida. a minute. You have a degree in audio recording and it took <laughs> this long to get connected? Sure do. <laughs> it's your website. <laughs> so he, see, he was 20 and Sydney was 18, graduating from high school. And they both decided that night to go to dental technology school. So I found uh, New York. New York City College of Technology, who you've had some yeah. Yeah. people on who I do know. Yeah, the great Renata Bundy. Yeah. That's right. So they went up there and took a couple years up there and then came back. And then Sydney decided to be a dentist. So then she, she went to dental school. But she still does our wax-ups and waxes up our orthotics and things like that, even though she's in school. And Kelton started the higher aesthetics dental laboratory here in our office and he employs he can tell you about all that yeah so we're all diversified i do the cosmetic dentistry and i'm accredited with the american academy of cosmetic dentistry and i do uh, full mouth rehabilitation and then burr you want to tell him what you do i do all the surgery when we joined forces in 2004 it was kind of dumb of us both doing the same thing. So I kind of went back to school and, and have been training ever since in surgery. So I do all the implants and bone grafts and tissue grafts and things like that. Do you guys do any simple dentistry there? <laughs> we uh, do some, just, yeah. not much. Not much, yeah. He was one of the first in the area to start doing all on fours. Oh, really? Wow. He and I both went back to school too and we became natural path. Uh, so we're holistic dentists as well. So he does ceramic implants. Oh, nice. You know, which have had their challenges, but, yep. uh, you know, oh, yeah. we've spent a lot of money trying to figure out which system we like. And we're going to talk about the challenges of restoring those too, eventually. Because so, <laughs> I know that's challenging. It is. It is. Okay. So once all the kids were drunk on champagne and decided <laughs> to become dentists or technicians. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Cameron, you're the oldest, right? Yes, I'm 33. So you grew up in the practice, and you secretly wanted to become a dentist? Yeah, um, I remember, uh, you know, working my way as an assistant during the summers, and then went off to college, got my degree in finance, worked for corporate finance for a little bit, just didn't enjoy it at all, and then decided to hunker down, finish off the science courses I needed, and yeah. go for it. So, Which school did you go to? LECOM Dental, which is Lake Erie College. Oh, okay. Medicine. It's the third dental school in Florida. Yeah. And did you follow in your parents' footsteps with the high aesthetics? So, yeah. I'm split between doing uh, orthodontics, whether it's Invisalign or traditional, and then the other part of my procedures is just general dentistry. Okay. So he does the ortho aspect of the practice, and he also works with children, airway, more growth orthodontics as well. So he can get some pretty complicated types of orthodontics for the kids that really makes a difference in their life. Yeah, I mean, you guys have created quite the one-stop shop here. (laughs) Pretty much. We just all do root canals. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Maybe Sydney will do those. (laughs) Simple ones. Simple ones. 
So did you, Sydney, and Kelton go to the, the technician school at the same time? Yes, we did. Yeah, we were roomies. Oh, wow. <laughs> right, yeah, we, uh, we lived up in Brooklyn there for two years. We were roommates together and uh, both in long-distance relationships at the time. So we were sad together in school and, uh, you know, we just put in our time and got through it. Yeah. And what drew both of you to go to the technician side rather than just jump right into the dentistry? For me, I already had my one degree and, you know, going back to school for another four to six years just didn't interest me. I get that. <laughs> Plus, they're artistic. Sydney's um, Keltner artistic. Yeah, I, I never even thought I could become a dentist. That just seems so out, just so far out for me. So, um... Why? It, it's a lot of schooling. Um, I was never good at science until I actually went and got my bio degree. But um, my teachers up there, I think about a year in, they're like, Sydney, you have to go go back to school, go become a dentist. And I just thought, well, I'll regret it for the rest of my life <laughs> if I don't. But it was it was the best decision I could have made. I'm, I'm glad I went back and did that and what school are you enrolled in now same one same one yep we come yep it's my final year right now so oh good luck kelton when you came out of technical school was it always the goal to open up the lab in the family practice yeah, I definitely always, you know, wanted to be a business owner, have the freedom to uh, run a business the way I want to. Obviously, it's not quite that easy being a in-house uh, lab. Mm-hmm. But um, I just, I, I always thought the idea of working for myself and being able to, you know, combine workforce with the family, uh, and, and we could really produce some great results for the patients. And I saw that as the route. So right out of the gate, you got all your work from two highly aesthetic, well-trained dentists. Yes. Have you gotten work from dentists that aren't like that? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, uh, so you do know that side. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, it's, uh, it's a different, completely different animal in this, this practice, uh, just from what I'm, what I'm seeing. So. so what did the practice do for a lab before you? We had labs. We had Mike Milne's Sunrise, which was micro dental. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they did our work for a while, and then Williams out in uh, California did our work. Yep. Uh, yeah, Mike. Um, yeah. Bob did a lot Bob, of my Bob. all on fours back in the day because it was um, pretty new. Yeah, and I think he and I learned a lot together. <laughs> sure. Yeah, especially back in those days. Yeah. Yeah, and then we, Kelton hired some really great people and um and then you know i do i do a lot of the um, quality control and check things uh, the nice thing what works so well with the lab is i kind of get into the patient's head and, and figure out really what they want what they're afraid of you know mm-hmm. what they want and i remember that so when we're going through the wax up of the cases finishing the porcelain you know even do we want translucent? How opaque do we want the case? Um, it really helps to have me right here because I can remember, oh, she really wants, you know, pointy canines. Or- sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Having her accessing the patient's emotions and knowing what they want is, yeah, it, it gives us such a good success rate for giving the patients what they want. Well, do you go chair side at all? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine so. We'll argue over color. That's right. right. What do we do here, Kelton? So, yeah, but they love it. They love the fact that we're a family. Sure. It's a really fun dynamic. Yeah. So when you opened up the lab, what did you start with? I mean, did you get... So just to give you a little background. So obviously I came out of school not ready to take on what they were doing uh, at the time. Just, you know... we chose NYCCT because of their CAD CAM program because mm-hmm. we knew the world was going digital. So that's truly why we focused on going there. But, you know, we only got 
like a few weekends of CAD maybe. And, and it was truly, you had to take it on the weekend. Um, so it was kind of, you know, not exactly what we had hoped, but we yeah. still got enough. So as soon as I came out of school, they just put me into so many digital courses. I was flying all over the country, just learning digital, doing uh, night guards, uh, S6 retainers, things like that. And then a lot of same days just in the beginning. Any courses stand out to you that really impacted on what you're doing now? Um, no, there's absolutely, and they all built on each other. Like there's a lot of great people. I, I trained under uh, uh, Todd Ehrlich, you know, rest in peace. Um, mm-hmm. James Clem. James There's a lot of great doctors around that were uh, teaching digital, um, and it's and it was funny because it was the doctors teaching. It wasn't many labs. Um, really? So yeah, that's you usually flew to a doctor's office, and they had enough of a a team set up, so they they were milling in house, and that's how I started learning. Who did you see in Miami? Javier yeah. uh, Vasquez. Oh yeah. yeah. I went everywhere. I mean, I I flew all over this country. They really put a lot into my education so that I could learn what I needed to. And how long do you think you trained for before you came back and were at it? I mean, I was I was working at the same time. You know, I, I would go to courses on weekends. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, during the week, I'd be doing night guards and things like that. But yeah, so we had hired a... a technician you know we've hired different technicians to come in and help and um some really good ones that were mentors that that kelton is the head technician now he's got people working under Mm -hmm. him he's been mentored by some really good people absolutely yeah so you already had a lab established no no okay maybe i think we were doing sarah yeah we were doing uh sarah in the Mm -hmm. very beginning and then you know, just like the then, the little things like yeah. night guards, uh, sure, lips or thighs, yeah. things like but that. No, no, we didn't. So, what did you expand on, Kelton? I mean, obviously, you're still not doing an MCXL right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, we have, we have two of those, <laughs> of uh, course, on MCX five. But um, yeah, really, it was uh, doing a lot of a lot of the ortho appliances until I got um, nice uh, aesthetics. Um, so as soon as I got that, uh, we actually started, I remember doing a lot of like lava ultimate Oh yeah. Uh, back in the day before we found out that they're, uh, like to debond a lot. Mm. Uh, so that's when we, uh, we eventually made a switch to Emacs and other porcelains, but yeah, so we started out or I started out just doing their appliances and doing a lot of same days and wax ups, um, as I was training and, and getting my. There's Technique. another thing, Elvis, is yeah. when when Kelton was five or seven and Sydney was three, I built a lab in my garage. Oh, there you go. And believe it or not, I started doing Targus. <laughs> remember oh. the days? I don't think you're probably old enough. I don't remember, but we've had the term come up quite a bit on the podcast. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't a good material. We had to get out. <laughs> But that's, I started doing all the posterior works myself. So I would, I would work all week. And then on the weekend, I would make the patient's restorations. While raising three kids? Yeah. Wow. So the kids would come in and play in the lab with stuff. You know, I've been all through all the Pete Dawson courses. And I also have been through all the neuromuscular courses. So I'm really good with occlusion mm-hmm. and use face bows and really do everything right. So a lot of that I was able to teach Kelton as well. Which is very hard education to get, especially on the technician side. Yeah, it was it, it was difficult sound. to wrap my head around in the beginning. There's there's no doubt about oh, that. Oh for it's sure. Complex. Yeah. Are you still using in lab now? Yeah, I still use in lab primarily. Um and we still do a lot of, you know, wax and press. So Wow. Kind of like 60 40 maybe yeah i i'm kind of i i really like the contours how the porcelain comes out of the tissue with yeah. wax and press especially if you've got a lot of bone loss and recession so i'm a little bit old school with that still yeah well with with any digital system it's you know you draw the margin and you know depending on if the tissues you know right at the margin level 
you're not going to have a very nice emergence no. yeah. of that tissue. So that's why being able to wax and press it or, you know, even just mill out the wax and then press that. It's just a big difference for us. Well, you're limited with digital to a degree when you still do things analog. I mean, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> right. So are you using intraoral scanners in the office? Yes, yes, we are. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you got some prime scans going, I imagine? Yeah, Itero. Cameron huh. uses for his ortho a lot of Itero. Sure. And then we've got a prime scan yep. for Sarek and same day. And we still got an Omnicam sitting around here somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. <laughs> Cameron, when you decided to get into ortho, what brought that on? It doesn't seem like it was in the family uh, collective. <laughs> Um, it, it complements real well with what, you know, uh, Jill has to do or yeah. as setting up an implant site or getting the occlusion in a better spot for longevity of, you know, veneers or crowns or just, I mean, there was a lot of patients asking, Hey, can I, I just want my teeth straight. They, I've had braces before. I don't want to go through. Oh, sure. Emotional again. What, what can you offer? And so, I mean, nowadays, like everyone does Invisalign. And if you're not, it's, it's kind of a, uh, it's a disservice to the patient who likes a one-stop, you know, shop such as us. So it, it really helps just, not just what I do, but everyone else that is, um, you know, doing these real complex cases and, and needs certain things. And, um, and I, I really enjoy it. There's, um, there's a lot of kind of architecture. Mm-hmm. That you yeah. And it's just really, it's really satisfying. And as far as the kids too, it's doing interceptive orthodontics where you can really change their lives early on as far as helping with their airway and having parents say their kids have stopped uh, wetting the bed or, or grinding their teeth or snoring at such a young age is just, um, it's, it's just really beneficial. This is the first time I've heard of ortho stopping bedwetting. Is that a thing? Yeah. I mean, they, 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 it's, it's all. That's crazy. <laughs> you can exhibit ADHD symptoms, restlessness, all of this kind of stuff. So it's, it's airway is kind of getting, more looked at as yeah. what the dentists are seeing. It seems like everyone has some degree of something going on with airway. How about adult bedwetting? I'm asking for a friend. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no, let's ask one. Yeah. <laughs> Still wets the bed every night. I can't, you know, I don't know. Diapers. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it depends if you know what I'm saying. Uh, there you go. <laughs> So I imagine there's quite a family treatment plan session that goes on on a regular basis. Every morning I get in here pretty early and I go through the new patient charts, x-rays and things like that, and then make all of my notes. And then I hand it over to Jill and she does the same thing. And then we hand it over to Cameron. He goes through it. And then we kind of make several treatment plans for a patient and discuss them with the patient so they can pick what they want to do. And then Kelton says, I'm the technician. I can't do any of this. Exactly. <laughs> this is all unfeasible. Well, we just say make it work. and it, somehow <laughs> it just comes out. <laughs> but we each have a, you know, it's a, a big piece for each one of us. Cause you know, like you were talking about the ceramic implants and the hardest part about them. One, if you have to learn how to get them to stay in, and then second of all, it's a restoration of them because the restorative components on a lot of them are terrible. Ah, that's what I mentioned earlier. I've only dealt with a few. They are, yeah. I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> well, you know, the problem in the U.S. right now is there's, I want to say there's six specific implant designs and they're owned by multiple sets of companies. So, sure. You know, they're the exact same implant, but. There's several of them out there with just really bad interfaces, the abutments, uh, how they lock them in, things like that. And then you're you're dealing with a a ceramic abutment that breaks. And then if you lose that down in the implant, they're impossible to get out. So it can be a restorative nightmare. Yeah, and and Kelton Kelton and I, we don't really like a lot of the abutments that – come with them and yeah you're you're a lot more limited and yeah that interface how how 
closure, able to get to the bone, um, you know, getting enough depth into the tissue or if it's too high, there's just, it can, it can be a lot of problems with them. Tiny, tiny, slick abutments that you wonder, is this going to last very long? And Just spin a crown like a top hat. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> so does all the patients that want them, does it come because of a metal allergy or is it just like a mindset that they don't want metal? Yeah. It's More of the mindset. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We get holistic patients and yeah, they don't. They don't want any metal, and it's there's a lot of fear uh, with these patients, and so it, it's very challenging, mm-hmm. very challenging dealing with. There are some much. that you mentioned allergies. There's a. It used to be like 0.06 percent of the population had a titanium allergy, and it, it's risen. Interesting. It's, yeah. A lot. It's up to two percent now, but there's a there's a definite allergy to metals, and then. So your only option is the zirconia farm. And is there a more failure rate with them? Zirconia? Yeah, the the actual implant. In the beginning, we had huge amount, like 50%. Ugh. Because we, we didn't understand them as dentists, and the manufacturers were no help. Most of the zirconia implants are based on titanium design. Yeah. And they don't work the same. So... I've been through almost every one that I know of in the United States <laughs> trying to find the right one. And some of them are great, really great to put in and bone level and work beautifully well and get stabilized and, and integrate. But it's the restorative component is not as good yeah. as other ones. And then, so I haven't found one that has both yet. What, how long have you been placing? He was one of the first ones in Florida to start working with zirconia well i think there was i really want to say i was one of the first ones in the country i think there was only like eight nine ten of us that were really placing them and we all kind of knew each other (laughs) yeah we'd see each other at different meetings and go sure are you having this problem they go yeah yeah well i got to the point where i'd walk into a meeting and this one manufacturer because they i always had problems with them and i kept asking them and they'd see me walk in they'd leave yeah (laughs) You know, it's trying to make it work, and it, the problem is the poor patient suffers from them. So, well, yeah, I mean, that's got to be even harder to, like you mentioned, get them out, but then also pack bone and place them again. I yeah, mean, rebuild it. Yeah, and th- there's a big problem with peri peri implantitis with uh, with titanium implants in the country. Those are most of the lectures nowadays. What you know, what to do with the failing implants. So it's not just zirconia. I think people in general seem to be sicker. They seem to be on more medications. There's more autoimmune diseases. Yeah. There's more diabetes. It's a lot different than when I started practicing 38 years ago as far as the health of the patient. Yeah. Well, we just complain more. That's all we do now. So. <laughs> well, that's pretty- <laughs> that <has> <laughs> yeah. I'm interested about this connection, though. I mean... With the zirconia implant, is the abutment separate or is it all one piece? Well, you have your choice of both. The problem with zirconia, if you place a zirconia implant and the patient basically touches it at all, chews on it, eats on it, plays with it, flosses it, it's going to fail most of the time, <laughs> 90% of the time. So the one piece, they're probably the most ideal one because you can prep the abutment. Yeah. It's part of it. But it's getting it to integrate without a high failure rate. Because it's sticking above the gum and they can play with it and touch it and floss it. Yeah, I get you. Exactly. So the, the newest one I'm with has got a bone level implant, which is great. You can now put it right at the bone level, make sure your tissue's good above it. But then it's it's connecting the abutment to the implant is still like a titanium one, but you have two pieces of glass you're screwing together. So it's just not as good. They can't make as many options for you because of the limitations of that. Well, yeah. And then what's the screw made out of? Well, that's the other thing. They have, <laughs> you know, they have a fiber screw, which the first time I told. Fiber? Yeah, made out of carbon fiber. And Joe wow. put one in and just screwed the head right off. Oh, yeah. And of course, I, I get to go in and fix it. And then the next one, they have, they have zirconia screws and they have metal screw well 
even though the metal screw is nicely encased in all the zirconia, patients don't want the metal. Oh, jeez. So then you're, you're kind of stuck. So you have glass to glass to glass and hope. Yeah, or glue or tiny little tines and trying to glue. There's abutments that you'll try to glue. And you just know, like we have patients that have, have had implants for 40 years, 50 years that are still doing well. And you just think, how long are these going to last? Yeah, yeah, titanium ones. So we'll see. But I think, that, you know, we talked about some of the periamplantitis. I think that's getting better with uh, more and more knowledge on how to place the implant platform switches and things that we can look at around the tissue. And as long as we have really good, healthy tissue, they do real well. Yeah, and I think a increase in screw retained is helping that. So you're, you're keeping cement away from the actual implant. Absolutely. Helps a lot. Sorry to interrupt, but I, I do believe uh, Sydney is going to have to leave us to uh, go to clinic. Sydney. Yeah. What, do you have like a job or something? <laughs> something like that. Got to save some smiles. So you're in school seeing patients your last year? You got to get to clinic? Yeah, 1 to 7 o'clock at night. We're at a outreach clinic. We see uh, a lot of stuff normal dentists do not see. Oh. But uh, just a lot of full mouth extractions and dentures. Yeah, low cost. That's what you end up doing. Yep. yep. It's been a pleasure. I'm going to get to work. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that there's a graduating dentist that actually has done dentures. I'm excited to hear <laughs> that. This will be the end of my denture career. <laughs> <laughs> no dentures, no RPDs. <laughs> well, Cindy, thank you and good luck. All right. It's been a pleasure. Uh, don't talk too much smack, Kelton. No, I'll try not to. Nice. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks. For Bye-bye. That brings up an interesting question. Are you doing removables in the practice? I haven't heard a single mention about it. Um, Once in a while. Yeah, we, I do, as long as they're attached to implants. Yep. I did a lot of locator dentures to begin with, and then when we started all on fours, it was like, we're just going to do an all on four. Why do the locators? Interesting. And I used to have to, well, anything that happened when we had a lab that would drive over from another town, I'd place all the implants, do the transfer impression, and they would go down in their lab in their truck and make the screw-retained appliance out of a denture that we had prefab. Yep. So they and, did the conversions. Yeah. yeah the conversions, they'd come, back, they'd come back an hour or whatever later, and we'd put them in. And so I learned because between that visit and three months later when everything's healed, if they broke them, which a lot of them did, I had to rebuild them. So I learned how to make all the appliances for all on fours, which was a great help in learning where to place those implants. Mm -hmm. So, but we don't do a lot of removable. I mean, once in a while now I'll do, instead of the all on technique, I'll take out the teeth and put a denture in and let them heal first. Yeah. Regrow the bone instead of cutting away all the bone. It's kind of where I've transitioned to. And he, he rarely puts four implants in. There's, yeah. He does. It's not really an all-on-four. It's six or eight. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever he can get in there. And it, it, it's better, honestly. I mean. Yeah. yeah. I mean. It, yeah. You got to learn. One thing I've learned over the years with this is it's with uh, the all-on-four was originated to allow people with less means of, uh, to get fixed teeth. Oh but sure, they, yeah. They were missing a lot of teeth with that. Even they only had one bicuspid and one molar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it was shorter. It was a great technology, but now it's like nobody wants to smile and show those big spaces. So everybody, you know, it kind of graduated and grew and the bone grafting took over and the tissue grafting took over. And so we have the ability now to do so much for patients. And, and like Cameron was saying, you know, I'll get him to, for me to move some teeth so I have more space to place an implant or two or whatever. And, and uh, Jill sits down and looks at it with us while we're kind of planning to say, oh, no, I need this here or there, or can we do this or that? And so it's really grown a lot into a lot more detail. <laughs> yeah. So, Kelton, are you designing any of these dentures to be converted? or No, I don't do any of uh, any of the dentures or conversions. Now, back to earlier when he was saying that the uh, the guy would come over and do the conversions here. Yeah. I think 
Yeah, I did get to see a few of those. I never did any of them though, but uh, me and my sister did get to watch a few of those conversions um, early on. So he's uh, done. He's designed and built some of the uh, full arch appliances, though. Yeah, sure. I did all ons, uh, large span bridges. Um, See all the zirconia. All the zirconia. If I, you know, sometimes we do like a, a PMMA to, to let them heal um, before the finals go on. Yeah. With all this technology in the office, I mean, digital dentures should be an easy move for you. I don't think anybody wants to do dentures. <laughs> But they're digital. They're easier. They're better. Well, if you yeah. eliminate the patient, that yeah. Until <laughs> yeah. you put them in the mouth and they yeah. go, I don't like this. Yeah, this isn't like my old denture. Yeah. 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 So you're able to convince every edentulous patient to say, hey, let's do this all on six, eight, X, whatever. Oh, no, no, no. There's there's a lot to come in. And I, and I just say, I don't do the other stuff. Yeah. If you want a denture, you need to go. We have somebody we refer to because they do make great dentures. I don't. And it's like, you need to go see this person because I don't, it's not something I do. Mm-hmm. You refer people out a lot just, you yeah. know, for other things. So, yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Know your wheelhouse, you know? So Kelton, what's, what are you bringing into the lab next? Are you looking to do anything new? Right now it's, yeah, it's just staying on top of the work. You know, I've got three doctors in here and, you know, I've got essentially three people in the lab, but it's, it's a lot to stay on top of. And, you know, the workflow gets broken up a lot in the day, especially for me, um, having to transition over to do same days, um, general dentistry like that. So really I'm, I'm very content just with all the fixed work I'm getting from yeah. the three doctors right now. And I, I mean, I absolutely have, plans to grow but right now it's uh I'm, I'm sitting pretty happy so do you see any work from any other practice not right now uh i used to take a little bit but it was it was very little extra um but right now it's it's only internal and you have employees yep that's a lot of work you guys are doing <laughs> yeah, and i'm still working you know six days a week sometimes seven days so it's, it just depends especially this month i mean i've been working weekends too so yeah it's we're busy busy. even with dr morris going down for a month and a half two months i mean the lab that's what i wanted to say earlier like the lab yeah i see a lot less full mouth rehabs but besides that it's like my my case has just never dropped off just you know a full mouth here and there it seems like so when you do the full mouth are you chair side for a lot of those are you no no no, the way we, we do them, the full mouth, is I actually put them into an orthotic for six weeks to get the bite uh, just right. That Cameron does, right? Uh, I wax them up. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I use that orthotic actually as the bite trans- transfer bite. Okay. And then I prep the whole mouth at once. It's, a, it's about a five-hour appointment, and they go into temporaries that you know, we wax up and mm-hmm. made these stents for, and then it takes about four weeks to get all the porcelain done. Wow. So yeah. you're, you're stacking each individual tooth. No, no. Um, we, we still do a lot of monolithic. Um, okay. you know, we, we do stack with a lot of micro layering. We use Emacs mostly. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, I can, you know, when we're restoring a full mouth, it's, you know, with, with no other teeth existing, um, I have a lot of freedom to play and uh, get them a, a really nice aesthetic result without having to spend the time to cut back necessarily all everything. Yeah. And then, you know, start stacking porcelain. Uh, I can get away with a lot with uh, yeah. Iva Color. And... I mean, for years I did Empress and they were, you know, they were layered and then they you'd have a beautiful case and then number eight would chip. Yeah. And it just just drives me crazy. So we've been able to get a really nice aesthetic look with Emacs, the way Kelton uh, micro stains and and does that. And and I have like zero fracture, zero breakage. These cases just last forever, it seems like, without any chipping like I used to get with the uh, layering. So you do a full arch of Emacs? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. For since the when did Emacs come out? Two thousand seven, something like that. I started doing a lot of Emacs then and 
and full arch all the time. On individual preps, you're not talking like a yeah an all on X kind of thing. No. 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 Yeah, yeah. Individual preps. Preps. Yeah. Yeah. What is your material of choice when you do those all on X's? Emacs. So that you're doing in a in a solid Emacs full arch. Okay, you're talking about on implants, like yeah, all on X. Yeah, like all on X. Yeah. Oh no, zirconia. Okay, so you're using zirconia oh, for yeah. those. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, Yelzer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Are you doing any sort of support bar underneath that, or are you just doing solid zirconia? Solid zirconia. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I learned. Uh, went to one course. I don't know. They were coming out with the pectin and and this lab tech there. I think it was in Dallas for a course, and and he had a pectin frame and the zirconia glued over it. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at that stuff, going, "Doesn't that flex?" <laughs> they're like no no it's all great in there well you know the next thing i heard is yeah we quit doing that it flexed and everything breaking <laughs> yeah pectin his popularity didn't last long <laughs> no it didn't so yeah it's kind of like the fiber screws yeah <laughs> have you ever done an all-on x with zirconia implants yes we actually really have, yeah we've got a case well, we just right several. yeah we've done several the past but, got, but it's uh, not all on four or all on six he it's no, like it's like 10 it's like 10 all on 10 yeah yeah but you just need zirconia does better if you can split several together sure so we we try when i do those types of things i try like traditional all on fours you remove bones so you can move the pliance margin up above the lip line and smile line when i tend to do zirconia I'd rather not remove bone, so I try and regrow the bone so we have a good arch form. Mm. Place more zirconia implants. That's why eight to ten, and then um, Jill and uh, Kelton do bridges for it. Oh, so it's not one continuous arch. No, you can do that. I've seen some, but I'm just not. I'd really rather not cross arch splint. Yeah, and you splint the palate, and those bones do need to move. Yep. And the same thing on the bottom. If you go too far back, you, you, the flexure in the mandible, it, most of the time you get fractures. And even traditional all-on cases um, without zirconia, you'll get breakage. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful how far back you go or leave a, a, a break somewhere in that appliance. Yeah, that's interesting to me. I just haven't had a lot of experience with zirconia implants. Yeah, yeah you definitely don't want a cantilever if you can help it have a cantilever bridge on zirconia implants simply because of the abutments. They're just not great abutments. They're short and they're thick and they rotate and yeah. yeah. It seems like such a limited restorative options just because of what it is. It's it's almost sad that patients don't want metal. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. We're in the process of, of cutting back on our zirconia implants. Yeah. <laughs> You know, patients love the idea of zirconia and they love the idea of no metal. But when you can't give them the aesthetics that you want to give them, mm-hmm. and, which is all they see, you know, that's what they're really here for. That's what they care about the most. Yeah. So, you know, I can give you the zirconia, but I can't give you what you want to, to look like. Yeah. And so. And another one of our goals uh, as the old people in the practice. <laughs> Whatever we do, we're handing it off to our children, so we don't want them to hate us later because we fail. Oh, they hate so, us now. So, do they hate us now? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we want to make sure we're handing them something that is working well with happy patients. It's going to last a long time, so, yeah. Yeah, Cameron, are you ready to deal with the next couple of decades of broken zirconia implants? Sounds like a dream. <laughs> well, he'll give it to Sydney. Yeah. I got yeah. She's not on the call anymore. Oh, dear. All fun. What's new for the practice? What are you looking to do? Or are you looking to do anything else? What's Sydney going to do when she comes in? She's going to do what I do. I'm going to train her. We'll work together for a while. Mm-hmm. 
and we'll have to see who who starts who takes over the implant side of the practice if if we continue once Burr and I retire. But you know, we're not going to retire yet. No. Um. What's new? Are you going to send Cindy to LVI and Panky and all that? Yeah, I think she should because you know. I, I can teach her a lot, but I think when you go to a course, that's when you really submerge yourself in the learning. Sure. And you get to know colleagues, and I think going to courses is very important. Yeah. Cameron, any interest in doing those higher-end courses? So when I got out of school, I went to Implant Pathway. I went to like Pat Allen's um tissue grafting courses and stuff like that. And so, I mean, I, IV. I, I have, yeah, I have my IV sedation license. Oh, um, there you go. Yeah. So I have a lot of things I can do, um, if I want to. Um, so we'll just see right now I'm really enjoying, you know, orthodontics and sure. the general aspect, but, um, yeah. And I do a lot of the 3d printing here for, for the surgical guides and all that. So I, I'm, it's um he makes all my guides <laughs> i was gonna ask if you use guides but i had a i don't know i just had a gut feeling that you didn't <laughs> yeah no it's well i started out you know back in the day there wasn't a guide that's usually why i think they still don't <laughs> yeah, no, I got into uh in sequence yeah and i use that exclusively for my all on four six eighths or whatever uh-huh and for any single ones when cameron got here he uh, started printing them and doing them, and he's great at it. And those the software cold, so we do that. And it's, I think nowadays, it's almost standard of care mm. uh, that you pretty much have to like the CT scanner. We got a CT scanner back in two thousand and two, three, two, three or four, somewhere in there. Wow, first ones, and. We're on our second one now. That one finally died, and oh, so third. we're our third one. I don't even know. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. You can't. That's the standard of care now. You have to have a CT scan, and it's been that way for a little while. Sure. We were using it years before, and then once surgical guides got to a level where we could do it in house, Cameron excels at all that kind of stuff. And you know, I'm an old guy. I don't even already know how to type. So uh, he. He does that so well that he started making all the guides and it's just, you know, that does keep growing. And, yeah. But we all keep going to school around here. Uh, you know, like in the last three months, I put in about 300 hours of CE in on uh, tissue on tissue graphs and stuff. Wow. Does yeah. a family ever do a whole CE family vacation? <laughs> sure we do. <laughs> That's exactly what we call it. <laughs> We we have a couple times. We went to see Arizona. Yeah, we've gone to some Sarah New courses. Uh, Christian Coachman. Co- Chris Coachman. Yep. We all see him in New York and Schultz. So we have done it a few times. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I imagine. Yeah, turn it into a whole vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can. If you want to get into ExoCAD, uh, they do a yearly thing in Spain. <laughs> okay. We'll have to look at that. There you go. <laughs> I like Spain. <laughs> yeah, it's on some island, I think, but it's it sounds oh, like a nice place. In, uh, Mallorca? Mallorca. Just yes. There for my honeymoon. There you go. Right. Now you can turn it into a write-off. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. What software do you use to make those guides? Big shout out to Blue Sky Bio. Blue Sky Bio, yep. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, so we use that, and then the printer's a uh, Sega Max. Yep, yep, great printer. Keystone for their uh, surgical guide. Oh, see, you, you all are right in the place to start doing digital dentures. You got everything you need. The, I, I printed a, a denture that I scanned on Prime Scan, and I yep. printed and, uh, like model resin, and that's, that's as far as this is going to go. <laughs> you guys are really against it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and in the lab we're not looking to do any dentures either, so here we go. We'll keep you busy, I'll send you yours. So Calton, with employees, how do you break up the work of three doctors? I mean, I just can't imagine that you have 
so much work. It's been a hell of a process learning how to manage myself and two other employees. Yeah. Figuring out that workflow. Because uh, there's a lot of stuff only I can do with my digital knowledge that they can't. So it's, yeah, it, it kind of bottlenecks on me a lot, but. He has a nervous breakdown once a week. Yeah, just once oh, a okay. week. Okay, yeah. That sounds, that's pretty good for a technician. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it can get crazy, but I get by. But he comes in on the weekends and. It sounds like it, a technician, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the, figuring out the managing aspect was definitely the hardest part. Yeah when I started bringing in employees because I'm, I'm still a technician at the bench every day. So. Yep. Absolutely. How do you break up the work Are the other people staining and glazing or. Yeah. Like I have somebody who can do diagnostic wax ups who can also do model work so they can do a lot of analog stuff. You guys are still taking impressions. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why? Hmm. Because I take a hell of an impression. There you go. Well, laboratory technicians love my impressions. There's no doubt about that. When you see hers compared to a, another doctor, yeah, it's not, not even. I mean, you can't even read margins most of the time. I mean, you you yeah, you can't always see digital margins clearly. True. You can't. So. And then with the implants, we, you know, there's I haven't had a really good scanner. So implants, you're not doing digital with the scan body. No, I, I learned true abutment and all that. I truly haven't had time to implement it. So I know the system. I have all that. I just haven't actually taken on my first. Yeah. Digital. That's probably the next area of growth right there. Yeah, I did. Me and Dr. Johnson uh, worked on that together. So we would be able to. Yeah, pull the trigger. It'll make your life a lot easier. Okay. All right. We will look into that. There you go. That's that's yeah. my tip of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of your impression coping. Stop pouring up models. That's right. We sent some out to maybe Glidewell or something, and they did the had everything all pre done and remade or pre made and everything mm-hmm. digital world for us and sent it off, and it was really kind of cool. But when I'm looking at it all on fours, I'm like, I can't do that because it changes me. Yeah, all on four is a little harder digitally without yeah. using like photogrammetry or something. Right. Yeah, that I fully and behind still taking impressions for at this point yeah because nobody wants a eighty thousand dollar photogrammetry camera (laughs) right well fantastic this is a great conversation that we had i I mean i appreciate your family i mean the legacy that you're creating (laughs) yeah we'll see how many grandkids come into there you go who's got kids and are they going to be dennis any of them no kids yet no No. kids yet you guys are all too busy fixing teeth yeah Yeah. my my wife is a dentist too at another practice oh geez uh, yeah there's no time (laughs) so we all have the same stories when we go home (laughs) oh i bet i bet you family holidays is just talks of teeth Yeah. Well, that was, you know, that does bring up a point. When we were, when the kids were really young and we'd get home from work, we'd take them out to dinner or whatever because we were too tired to cook. Sure, of course. And the whole conversation that night was Jill and I talking about cases and these guys would be so mad at us. (laughs) Well, now when we all go out, it's it's all we do is talk about cases. (laughs) Is there a fight over who actually carves the turkey who's got the better knife skills or oh, that's burr yeah, no. sure that's mine yeah okay <laughs> usually they let the technician do it <laughs> he'd want to use his uzi for it <laughs> well fantastic thank you so much great to meet all of you love what you're doing and uh keep it up thank you thanks Elvis. this Elvis. was fun we appreciate yeah absolutely Thank you so much. Keep up the good work. We'll do, and uh, we'll talk to everybody later. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Take care. Yep. Have a good one. Bye-bye. A huge thanks to the whole family for coming on our podcast. I really am sorry that I missed this interview because you guys know working with family is very dear to my heart. It's not always easy, though, working with family, but it is really special when it works. It's funny how you think a conversation is going to be all about the lab work, and you end up talking about ceramic implants and all-on-X cases, and Elvis, I know you love that. Mm -hmm. 
You just never know where dental talk will take you. What a great family doing great things. Yes. Pretty sweet. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you. And we will talk to you next week. See ya. Hold on a minute. All right.